are one nation under God, united. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy freely. Hallelujah. We can come to church without fighting the good fight of faith of fear that someone's going to come in, Father. We come to church freely, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that we can come together and partake of that presence, partake of your goodness, partake of manna from heaven, partake of your word that will change our life, that will make it all, all look different because we see it through the Spirit. We see it by faith. We thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Well, you guys can be seated. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Let's go ahead and turn to First uh, John five fourteen. Uh, I was in prayer this morning, and Pastor Ken said this says it all. In First John five fourteen and fifteen, he said this says it all. So we'll go there because it says it all. Amen. In the Amplified, it says, And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege. We have a privilege of boldness, which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge, absolute knowledge, absolute knowledge, absolute knowledge, absolute knowledge, absolute knowledge. Nothing else in the world offers absolute knowledge. We can go to college and people, people that go to get their doctorates have to constantly be recertifying to learn what the newest thing is because it's constantly changing. They're just practicing. They're practicing medicine and they have to constantly keep themselves up to what the latest knowledge is. <laughs> when we have absolute knowledge, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Amen that we have granted us as our present possession, the request made of him. Hallelujah. I, it seemed good to share, uh, it's just a funny, kind of a funny story. When I was a, I'll get to, I'll get to pastor's baby Christian story, but my baby Christian story turned out different. Uh, cause hers, hers worked. <laughs> Um, when I was, I was still in college and I had probably been coming to church for about a year. Uh, I went to, um, it was probably after a Wednesday service and I'm guessing pastor had just preached on authority cause I was all puffed. You know, I was ready. I was going to, I was like, I'm going to test out this authority. So I, I go to my apartment. I look at the door handle that's locked. I have the key in my hand, but I'm like, door handle, unlock in Jesus' name. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it didn't unlock. 
but I didn't give up. I'm still working my authority today. And then I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. I'll just I went inside. <laughs> when I haven't told anybody that. That's why you didn't know about that. <laughs> but it's just funny. It was, uh, yeah. So, but, so Pastor's story, she told it last Wednesday. And it was just, it was so rich. Uh, there's just... It probably should have been this way all along, but just in the last couple years, every story that she tells, I am just on the edge of my seat. It just, I, and I'm writing every detail down because there, there are specific answers in those stories. She has 83 years of experience living on this earth, and that is a treasure. Nobody, I, like very, very, very few people in this world have that in a pastor teaching them from that platform from their fourth season so it's just i'm i'm just i've just been on the edge of my seat with her stories lately um so she said they were in south dakota at a drive-in with their kids and uh the kids were like super into the movie and stuff like that maybe they didn't share the details with them uh but they had an older a 10 year old station wagon and it was leaking gas. And the parents know that it's leaking gas. And they know everything involved with that. Like, you don't go places in your car without gas. And you live, you're, you're in South Dakota on a vacation, but you live in Nebraska, so there's a problem. So, and pasture, after a while, you know, they're like all contemplating everything. But she's a Christian now, and she knows her authority. She's heard the word. She's actually still in her denominational church, but she's been hearing the word. So she's got some light, and she said, Gas tank, be healed in Jesus' name. And it was. Amen? She didn't, she, didn't, she wasn't like me. She didn't have a spare gas tank in her trunk to change it out and Pastor Ken knew how to do all of that so it wouldn't have been a bother. No, like it was an issue and she had confidence and assurance that her word was going to come to pass. Amen. And she expected and it was healed. And then later at the next Bible study she went to at Miss Elsie Popkin's house, the priest showed up when Pastor decided to give her testimony about how her gas tank was healed. And so he just sat there, you know, just, and this was kind of a random. He wasn't there to be a part of the group. So uh, the next day after the Bible study, she came, or so she was by herself at home, and Pastor Ken was at work, the kids were at school, and the priest showed up at her house to let her know that she was in error. That is... That was not okay that she shared that and gave that testimony. Because why would God heal a gas tank when he doesn't heal alcoholics and he doesn't heal sick people and he doesn't heal all of these things? Why would God heal a gas tank? She's a baby Christian. This spiritual leader is in her house. And by faith, by the Spirit, she says, it's faith in God. She's trembling, but she dips down and she says out of her spirit, it's faith in God. It's faith in God. Amen. 
It's faith in God. I don't know what other people are doing, but it's faith in God. I know where I stand. I'm here listening to Pastor Ike, and he's talking out of my spirit. It's going to flow, and I'm going to expect, and I'm going to have faith in God that what I say will come to pass. This is not a doorknob that you are going to ignore common sense. This is faith in God when it comes down to it, and it looks like everything is going to fall, and you're going to lose your house, and what is like the enemy will just drive you down that road. No, you say, it's faith in God. I have faith. I'm in the Word. I'm feeding on the Word. I'm feeding on what my pastor is saying, and I have faith in God. And that is the substance. That's the substance that I have, and it is more real to me than anything else I see. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's hand out the envelopes. I'm just excited. That story stirred me up. It stirred me up. It's faith in God. And, and it was kind of comical. Pastor goes, well, I don't know what happened. My faith was so strong then. Pastor, your faith is strong. He's not giving you, he's not giving you cars anymore that have a leaky gas tank. You have faith for paid off cars that are excellent. And I am excited to be in that flow. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful he gave us pastors that have faith in God. And they keep going. And they keep moving. No matter how they feel. No matter what they see. They are they're going, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. Amen? All right. So, Father, we thank you today that we get to give into this offering. We get to give into the vision of this church. What an honor. What an honor to be a part of it. In this time, in the fourth season of our pastor, we get to be a part of it. We get to partake of all that you have for this era, for this season, and you've placed us where it pleases you, and we're so thankful to be here. We're so grateful to be receiving all that you have for our lives, Father, and we're expecting, we're expecting in our lives, we're expecting for this service. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I call the seed that people sow today blessed, and it will return to them with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing in Jesus' name. Amen. Meditate on what we just got done seeing. He just kind of think about it. Wow. Thank you for the Lamb of God. Ooh. Oh my. What? That's that. The plan of God was so unique, and so the devil didn't know what he was going to do. He couldn't figure that out. See, the Garden of Eden came back to live in you. And that's, that's why we have to know who we are in Christ. So we can just merge forward and take, a th most people don't know they even have authority. They don't. Most Christians, and we have to learn to take that authority. That's what's wrong with the church. I mean, that's what's wrong with the nation because the church doesn't know that. This whole thing in the nation is because of the real church, the born again church, not just denominations. I mean, there's born-again people in those. Sometimes they don't even know it. Amen. Well, you could be seated on Are You Excited? Wasn't that good last night? <laughs> okay, I highly suggest that you go to Facebook and re-listen to it. And those of you who weren't here, it was outstanding. We, we were like, blah. 
mouth dropped to the floor. Woo! Said that he himself was getting revelation knowledge, I think, while you were preaching it. Yeah, just, oh, it was just outstanding. Well, since there's some, some different people there, I will, um, I'm going to introduce Pastor Ike Akabogo from Abuja. Abuja. <laughs> I like to say it that way. <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> However, so... When he was a teenager, he got a hold of the authority of the believer. Was, was that one by Lester Summerall, though? What? Kenneth Hagin. Okay, by Kenneth Hagin. Okay. So he moved to the United States, and he, he thought he was supposed to be a physician because he, he liked to, you know, uh, he had compassion for people. Let's put it that way. That, and, and so <clears throat> instead, the, well, so then you... Were you a Christian before that? You were. You were. That's right. You told us that last night. His mother was. Oh, yeah. His mother. I love his mother. She knows us personally. You tell her hi too. And um, anyway, um, so he then uh, the Lord told him he went to college and stuff and and all that. And he the Lord told him that he had a healing anointing, not to be a physician, <laughs> but to be a preacher, <laughs> to be a minister of the gospel. And so he, he went to Jay Everly's church in Iowa, which is a wonderful, wonderful church. And, uh, and they started going, well, after several years, oh, he found his, his uh, wife there <laughs> in the choir. <laughs> and um, uh, I don't know, how long were you there? But at J. Everly's church, he kept saying, this is my man, you are my uh, man of God, uh, yeah, you're my, my, uh, my father, yeah, mm-hmm, and Jay said, oh yeah, people told me that before, it didn't work out, but he worked out, and he really was, and then they, uh, well, after a while, you got married, and then you went to, um, started to go to Nigeria, where, is that your hometown? Yes, that was his hometown, Abuja, and um, <clears throat> and started to just have some oh, ministers' conferences and you know different things to get it started. Go and then they'd you know go several months and then go again, and pretty soon they got a church, you know, or they went there and formed a church. Now that was how many years ago? Six years already. Oh my gosh, I was so sad because you left. Cause I was. <laughs> He's he was quite inspiring. The first time when I went to uh, Jay Everly's church, I mean, I could hear him, "Amen, yes, hallelujah," and you know, I mean, that inspired me. I, wow, I like that guy. <laughs> and he was head of the youth group, and and I know he actually gave John a prophecy that was right on the money. He walked out of the, to, to talk to the youth, and he said something to John, which was happening to, in his life that just maybe a couple of weeks before, and it was very serious in his family, and it, it sustained him <laughs> through all that. So anyway, um, okay, well, anyway, so he, he travels throughout the United States, I guess. Now. Yeah, he does. Of course he does. Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when I read something, it's not the same. I'm not even going to look at that paper. 
he traveled here. <laughs> and he was in California at the, <laughs> at the camp meeting. And, and he went to several places. You know, Noel Ramos, who comes here, and, and <laughs> different people. And uh, uh, so he, he's, oh, we love it when he comes here. <laughs> He's a part of our church, and he, he said he always talks to his church about our church. So would you all please stand up and just give a great, big, whopping, whoa, yeah, that kind. <laughs> Love you, Pastor Ike. I forgot one sentence. No. <laughs> Love you, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. It's so wonderful to be here. I love your pastors. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I'm no longer a visitor here. Amen. If you, back in the day, you know, they used to have a roll call in churches. If you look at the roll call for here, you find my name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Like Pastor Jackie said, my wife and I, we pastor in Nigeria now. We are actually missionaries to Nigeria. I was born and raised in Nigeria, but I left right, right after high school. And I've spent most of what I've enjoyed so far in the States, in the U.S. Learn, I, I like to say I did my growing up here. So, and I'm so grateful that God gave me the privilege to do so. And now he has me there because I thought I'll never leave in Nigeria. But he said, I want you in Nigeria. I said, seriously? <laughs> he said, I want you there. And I started to name to him so many big ministries that are there that uh, I believe are doing wonderful things. So you don't need, I was trying to convince him he didn't need me there. But that didn't work out quite well. <laughs> so, glory to God, we're there and we're honored to be there. Amen. Amen. My wife is full-fledged Iowan, so all of us just left from here to obey God. And it's been the thrill of our life. Amen. They're probably watching. Hi, honey. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And all of our people from from Abuja, Nigeria, and in Lagos. Some of them might be watching. Some of them travel to Ireland, so they may be watching from there. I'm telling you, you're known all over the world. <laughs> so we want to say hello to all of you. Amen. God is good. Amen. All the time. I, I enjoy coming here because I, I enjoy your hunger. It, it just stirs me. Amen. You draw from from the mantle of my life, and it, it just comes out. Yeah. Amen? And I go back, I'm like, wow, Lord, I, I never said it like that before. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, amen. We're glad to be here. How many of you were here last night? We had a wonderful time. Amen. Glory to God. The word is, I mean, if the word doesn't thrill you, you need to check your temperature. Make sure you're still breathing. <laughs> Amen. Hey, glory to God. Well, I've been preaching on expectation. And the Lord gave me that word to minister on while I was in Nigeria. And I've been ministering on it for at least, oh my gosh, it's over 20 services now. 
But uh, the more I preach it, the more revelation comes. And it's just marvelous to see how God will tailor it to each congregation. I mean, I've looked at my notes and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, good, praise God. But you go here, he adds something else to it. He started by telling me that expectation is low. Not just in Nigeria where we are, but he said all over the world, in the body of Christ. So he said, I want you to teach and preach on expectation. So I started. I thought maybe one service, two, three, four, I mean 12, and going. And it just keeps coming. So we started on that subject here last night, talking about expectation. And we told you it's difficult to recap everything we said last night. So like Pastor said, go get Go, go listen to it. I'm going to go back and re-listen to it myself. Because you see, when I preach, I'm listening to I'm going amen on the inside. Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> amen. So, as a child of God, heaven has expectation for your life. God has great expectation for your life. But until your own expectation matches God's expectation, you will leave disappointed. You will struggle like everybody else. If you look around today, many are without expectation. They quote what's going on in the world, the news, I mean, chaos everywhere, gasoline prices going up, I mean, the grocery prices going up, everything's going up. I'm telling you, where we are in Nigeria, things we used to buy for, let's say, $1, uh-huh. you, you're paying $7 for. Wow. Oh, yeah, $7 for. Yeah. And if, if, if your mind is not renewed, it makes you want to go, well, it's going down, everything's going down, everything's going down, you know. But the Lord will remind us, remember, you are in the world, but not of the world. Amen. Glory to God. So, (laughs) and last night we came into it talking to you that your spiritual life affects your natural life. Amen. You want to change something in the natural, go to the spiritual. Because everything you see in the natural has its origin from the supernatural. In Hebrews 11, verse 3, Let's start there. Here we go. <laughs> He's already messing with my plan. So, <laughs> hallelujah. He owns me, so he has the right to redirect me at any moment. Praise God. Hebrews, look at verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 3. We're, we're just stopping for, you know, I guess last night we stopped for a cup of tea. So today, maybe we're stopping for some. <laughs> so, so, so let's make a quick stop before we keep going. Eh? <laughs> Look at verse 3 of Hebrews 11. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Look at the big thing here. So that things which are seen were not made from things which do appear. Amen. 
That's a huge statement there. If you will recognize this, it will change your life. You won't be stressed out looking at things you see. Because things you see came from things that don't appear. It came from things you don't see. So while there are so many things that you see that can be troubling, the way to address them is from the unseen. Somebody say, well, if the way to address them is from the unseen, how do you get there? Well, the cool thing is that you are created as a spiritual being. You're made, you're created in the nature of God, in the image of God, and the likeness of God. You are just like God. Remember we talked about it last night? You are exact duplicate of God's kind. Amen. You can talk like God, you can act like God, you can leap like God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that gives you access to the supernatural. And if you will learn to live life as a spirit being, you will affect everything in the natural. Amen. Glory to God. I mean, where do we even start to try to recap? It's just a lot. So, Help me, let's just move on to some more things. So, so I don't keep you here for four hours. <laughs> Believe me, it is possible. <laughs> I, I can see my wife going, yes, y'all, yes. <laughs> we were in Lagos. You know, the Lord has us going to Lagos. Lagos is considered the commercial capital of Nigeria. Uh-huh. Uh, it's right there on the Atlantic Ocean. Has over 22 million people. Very crowded. But we go there once a month. We have a group there of uh, some families in Lagos. Amen. So we go there. And the last time we were there, <laughs> we got to going. I mean, this word is so good, we just couldn't stop. And they just say, keep it coming. So I went from 10, I think, to almost 2. Praise the Lord. And I was like, can we take a break? Nobody moved. So I kept going. So I'm saying that to say that four hours is not a stretch. (laughs) But fear not. (laughs) Fear not, fear not, fear not. Amen. Glory to God. So remember, everything that you will ever need in life, God has prepared. That's what makes you a Christian. A Christian life is the life that God prepared. That's what being a Christian means. Living a prepared life. That's what being a Christian means. So because it's a prepared life, you need to get with the one who prepared it in order to manifest it. Remember in Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 10, in Amplified Bible, one of my favorite scriptures. He said, you know, we are God's own handiwork. You know, his workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. That we might do those good works which God predestined, or, pre- or yeah, ahead of time. Okay, I might be butchering it. And then he goes on, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. 
And then right in there says, living the good life. Woo! Living the good life. So as a believer, your life is prepared. Okay? But you see, when you got saved, that was part of what we talked about last night. When you got saved, it was your spirit man that was saved. Okay? This body is the house you live in. Okay? This is only a house. It's not the real you. And we gave several, several illustrations last night that will, it will make you laugh, but it's, it's, it's true. It will remind you so you're not bothered by what you feel, what you see. That's just your house talking. So God, when you read in the scripture that God has designed your life for greatness, he has prepared wonderful things for you, where did he put it? In your spirit. Everything you will ever need, you're born with. Second Peter 1, 3 says that he has given unto us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Where is it? In your spirit. Amen. It's all inside. And the key to changing your outside is learn to tap inside. Live from inside out. Amen. Amen. Every expectation that we have should be based on what God has given us already. Oh, I'm trying to say to you so many things, but boy, it will take a while. <laughs> yeah. We talked about, you know, uh, your sense is talking, your house talking to you. Because many people's expectations fall apart because it's based on natural things. And if your expectation is to be based on God, <clears throat> is to be of God, it has to come from inside. And we told you last night that everything that you, God expects to see in your life, he already gave you. Somebody said, how can I see it? He gave us a picture of it. Yeah, amen. The word of God yes. is the picture yes. of everything that God has blessed you with. Yes. It is the picture of what he's expecting to see in your life. Yeah. Amen. Yes. So when you look at the word, you're seeing your picture. Is This is what you're supposed to look like. Amen. This is what you're supposed to look like. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, and in order to manifest it, you're going to have to learn to lay hold of it. You know, yes. believe it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. How do you use what you don't see to affect what you see? How? By faith. By faith. by faith. Remember last night we said, okay, faith. I got faith. Hope. Faith. <clears throat> Look at my faith muscles. I got faith. No. Faith is not complicated. It's just people that make faith complicated. Remember Romans 10, 17? It says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you are to manifest what's inside on the outside by faith, you manifest it just by hearing God. By hearing God. How complicated is that? None. Go with me. So we'll start from here and we'll see where we go from here. Hebrews 11, we were there. Look in verse 1. This is 
This is what you need to anchor yourself in so that you are able to have an expectation. Hebrews 11 verse 1 in Amplified Bible. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. Of things we hope for. Remember, your faith has to, your expectation has to be based on faith. Things you hope for, okay? Being the proof of things we do not see. Being the proof of things we do not see, the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Amen. Yep. Amen. I like to put it to you this way because, you know, I've been talking to you about this. Faith, the way, the, one of the ways we could describe it to you is that faith is the process of forcing your spiritual identity upon your natural life. Faith is a force. The word is quick and it's sharp and it's powerful. The process of faith is the process of you, 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 not the preacher, not anybody else, you, you, forcing your spiritual identity upon your natural life. You see, your spiritual identity is revealed in God's word. So you, on purpose, by force, you are allowing it to manifest upon your natural life. Amen. 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 So this takes away the idea of, oh, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't feel, no, no, no. This is not a feeling. This is something you force to happen. So how do you force it to happen? You go get a pry bar and hammer? No. No. <laughs> no. You just side in with the word. And refuse. Oh, my God. I remember there was one day we had, uh, I think it was on the Sunday service. Uh, no, a midweek service. We finished midweek service. We got home. My wife and the rest of the family were downstairs preparing dinner or whatever. And all of a sudden, you talk about symptoms were all over me. I mean, temperature running. It, it, I, I felt sick while I was upstairs in the bedroom. And my body, my mind says, lay down, you know, you've been working hard. Lay down, lay down, lay down, lay down. I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. Amen. I said, no, I'm not. Yeah. He said, himself too, my infirmities. So yeah. this is not mine. I'm not yeah. taking it. Right. My body said, lay down, lay down. I said, no. So I stood next to the bed, standing <laughs> next to the bed. I said, I'm not laying down. Yep. Nobody else knew what was happening. I was just, I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to stand here until you move. I will not move until you move. Yeah. You know, I stood. Yeah. I looked foolish. <laughs> but I stood there yeah. and forced that symptom out, yeah. them symptoms out. Amen. 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 
Why? Because the power to make it so is already in the word. My decision comes it loose. So I decided. I'm standing. See, for you, it's not a matter of are you going to win or are you going to lose. It's a matter of outlasting the enemy. Yeah, amen. 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 Glory to God. <laughs> everything that God has given you, everything that he's expecting to see in your life, he has given you. So he has the right to expect it. And you should have the honor to manifest it. Let's go through a few things that he's given us. For instance, he's made you the righteousness of God. So everything God is expecting, he's either, he has either made you that or he has given it to you. So when it comes to righteousness, he made you that. Remember 2 Corinthians 5.21? It says, for God made Jesus to be sin. Jesus, who knew no sin, God made him to be sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he made you the righteousness of God in him. So he expects you to function as the righteousness of God. What will righteousness of God do for you? It will cause you to approach the Father without any sense of guilt, without any sense of inferiority. Righteousness causes you to be acceptable before God. Righteousness makes you look before God just like Christ. Righteousness took you from where you were, from a nobody to a somebody. Amen. Righteousness made you the devil's master. Amen. Righteousness returned you to the right side of life. The side of reigning. Amen. So he's expecting you. No amount of story will cause God to change his expectation. So if his expectation is not going to change, why would you change yours? Amen. What is something else that he made you or he has given you? We're just going to, we're just, we're checking the wrong ways. <laughs> What's the other thing that he's made you or given you? Okay. He made you. Uh, um, prosperous. He made you rich. He made you rich. He made you rich. I said he made you rich. Excuse me, is this one of the prosperity churches too? It's not about a prosperity church. The gospel is prosperity gospel. Are you listening? Yes, sir. <laughs> Remember, we read this scripture all the time in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. It said, he became poor, Jesus became poor, so that us, through his poverty, 
my be, 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 be rich, be rich, be rich. When did he become poor? On the cross. When he became us. The same place he became sin, that same place he became poor. Why? That we might be rich. So he's expecting you. Somebody say, yeah, I know. That's why I'm waiting for things to happen in my life so I can show God that I'm rich. No, no, no. Remember, we went over last night. Everything that you see was created by the word of God. Everything. So when you hear people talk about their inventions and stuff, no. They're just using what God already put together. Are you listening? So he already created it with his word. And it is this spoken word that he gave you. So that you, believing the word, confessing the word, and acting on the word, will reproduce the same thing. That's why you don't stop panicking when things no longer show on the outside. Remember last night we talked about the original. You got the original. You can just, hey, reproduce it. No wonder he told us in Genesis, you remember, one of our commands is to replenish the earth. Subdue it. How are we going to do it? The same way he started it. How did he start it? The Bible says, God said, let there be. And because he created you in his image, and in his likeness, you are capable of functioning like him. That's why you can expect. And then if you leave that section and go and try to be like the world, you miss the whole point. And we told you last night that the reason many believers are not expecting is because they don't have spiritual activity. Where there's no spiritual activity, your natural life will take on the form of the world. Because the only thing that will halt the natural flows from the spirit, from your spirit. So where there's no spiritual activity, your life, your natural life will take on the flow of the world. Same thing. You will experience what they're experiencing. No expectation. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Somebody say, yeah, but I have expectation. And if it's not based on the word of God, it is what I called a controlled expectation. You know what a controlled expectation means? It's controlled by what you see. The news say, oh, everything's going down. So no more expectation. See, you see, it's controlled. That's subjecting yourself back to the same darkness that you have been redeemed from. Oh, hallelujah. What is something else that God has made you that you ought to be expecting? That he's expecting you. He made you a ruler. You're to rule and reign. See, it is, uh, that's a strong word. I was going to say, it, it would be disgusting to go before God and complain about things on the earth to him. Yeah. 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 
And if you do that long enough, you'll hear him, I gave you the earth. Do something. (laughs) Remember, that's what he said. He blessed us and he said, have dominion over the earth. You replenish it. You subdue it. When you hear the word subdue, that means something is going to try to get out of order. And he told us in Matthew 18, 18, he said, whatever you're buying on the earth, it's bound in heaven. But if you don't know, you will base the activity of the earth on whether you will expect or not. You can't go before God and say, well, oh, it was so bad, so my expectation was out the window. He said, I don't understand you. (laughs) Amen. So he made you a ruler. Go with me, look at Revelation uh, chapter 5, verse 10. Ooh, Jesus, thank you. We're going to get happy. (laughs) Revelation chapter 5, look at verse 10. It says, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. This is something he's made you. Yes. He has made us. Yes. Kings. Kings determine what happens. Priest is the go-between between man and God. And that's you. For God to have entrance to the earth, you have to open You are God's gate. That's good. Yes. Remember in Psalm 24 it says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and the King of glory shall come in. Yeah. Who is this gate? You! The Bible says, And through the church will show forth his manifest uh, uh, kindness toward us. Through the church. Through the church. Remember? <laughs> That's a different subject. Jesus is our head. Uh-huh. And we are his body. I dare you to try to think to do something in your head and expect that your body is not going to cooperate. I mean, your head, no matter how much idea it has, without your body, it remains an idea. We are the body of Christ. So when you talk about being a priest, we are the go-between. What did the priests in the Old Testament do? They, They went between the people and God. That's why in Hosea 4, uh, no, 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 no. Where is that? In, um, in um, I think it's in Chronicles. It says, um, if my people. Second Chronicles 7.16, thank you. Yeah, uh, or 14. If my people, if my people, it didn't say the word. It said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Well, you can't humble yourself without humbling yourself to the Word. Without submitting to the Word. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, and he goes on to say, turn from their wicked ways, turn their backs on the world and towards God. I will... Hear them, and I will hear their land. 
So his ability to do anything on the earth is dependent on the cooperation of his people. Uh, That's going to be in here. So he made you a ruler, a king, and a priest. He's expecting you to function like that. So what do you do in return? You expect that when you decree a thing, it shall be established. You can expect that you can talk to God about your neighborhood, about your area, and he'll hear you. Why? He made you priest. Amen. Amen. Something else that God is expecting to see in your life is every heavenly blessing. Because Ephesians 1, 3 says that he's blessed us with every blessing that heaven itself enjoys. He's expecting to see it. I mean, don't you think, um, let's just use this example. You have uh, a couple of kids and they go to school and you give them lunch money. Would you think you will expect them to starve? No. No, No, you expect them to eat. And if they come home like, oh, I have anything to eat, then there's a a problem. Like, what did you do with your lunch money? Right? Uh I provided for you so you will have. God gave you everything that heaven itself enjoys. So you will have. So if you don't have, it will be like that parent looking at the child. Like, what do you do with, my, with the lunch money I gave you? And you don't want to be like that uh, servant. Well, I hid it down in the thing because, you know, I didn't use it. <laughs> that wouldn't work. What else did he give you that he's expecting to see in your life? Everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's given you. Amen. According to 2 Peter 1 3. What else is he giving you? He's giving you the keys of the kingdom. Wow. He's giving you the keys of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The keys of the kingdom. So that whatever you lose on the earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on the earth is bound in heaven. My God. He's expecting you to use it. (laughs) Hallelujah. What's something else he's giving you? Don't take this out of my time. We're just looking for wrong way. (laughs) What is something else he's giving you? He's giving you the ability to never give up. (laughs) He's giving it to you. So you have right now, sitting on those chairs, looking at me through those windows, call your eyes, with the ability. To never give up in life. Oh yeah. Never. Never. Remember the Bible said that the love of God. Has been shared abroad. In our hearts. 
The last time I checked, love never gives up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, these are just a few things that God is expecting to see in your life. So, how does this work? How do you manifest it? Remember we said, by faith. Okay? By faith. Okay? And we're told that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So to have an expectation, you have to hear the word. Because everything that God is expecting to see in your life that you ought to be expecting is recorded in the word for you. He's amazing. And then he set up a system to get it to you. We talked about it last night. It's called the five-fold ministry. And the system he has for you is the local church. That's why people who play with the local church, they play with their expectations. That's God's system to get you to see. Because you see, aren't you glad? The Bible didn't say, and he anointed, he called some professors and this and that. No, professors can give you information. But the thing about the word of God is that the word of God is revelation knowledge. It's not just ordinary knowledge. This revelation has power to excite you and put you into another plane. This word of God is called pick me up. It will never leave you where, where it met you. It will pick you up and bring you to your destination. People talk about Uber. This is your special Uber. But not just Uber car. This is Uber jet. <laughs> Amen. Sent for you. Hallelujah. So, so the biggest thing in the believer's life, you know, you need to hear the word. Faith. Remember, faith gives you access. Faith is how you Force what's inside to show on the outside. So you have to be very interested in faith. Interested in how God designed to get it to you. And the way he designed to get it to you is through the word by anointed people. That's why if, you have, if you're going to have an expectation, it matters what you're hearing. You can't just go to anywhere and hear faith. It has to be through those that God has anointed. Because when they speak, revelation comes. Because hearing, remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing also means seeing. Seeing. 
seeing. Seeing. Hearing also means seeing. Remember we quoted that last night in James 1, 22 through 23. You know, if you hear the word and you don't do it, you're like a person that beholded himself. So when you're hearing, you're seeing. How are you able to see? When it's preached by the anointing. The anointing is what brings revelation. Revelation takes you from where you are and launches you to where you ought to be. But it begins with your hearing. What about if you're not in your place? What about if you're casual with your hearing? You see, what people don't realize, prayer will not take the place of hearing. In fact, God honors your prayer by saying to you. You know, in ministry, you hear people talking about, oh, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And God said to me, tell people, the biggest thing about praying is not what you have to say to God, but what he has to say to you. Because if you said a whole bunch of things to him and you never heard yeah. what he has to say. Yeah. Remember in, uh, oh glory to God, he's walking, on, he's walking me. <laughs> Remember in um, Jeremiah 33, in verse 3, it says, call unto me. Call unto me and I will answer. And show you great and mighty things. The call was only like one portion, a small portion of that verse. Just call on me. But then I will answer is there. And then I will show you is there. Great and mighty things is there. Which you know not is there. So the call is just you. Okay, I'm here. The rest of them he's doing. But if you're not in a place to see... How can you expect it? How can you expect it? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18, Bible says God set each person, each member in the body of Christ as it pleased him. Oh, that was one of the things that revolutionized my life. When it dawned on me that the local church where I was was where it pleased God for me to be. You know, I mean, when you go to certain places and people treat you well, you're like, you're very thrilled. You go, you go to a place, they have a special, a special parking spot for you. The seat has your name on it. And on the dinner table, there's your name on it. It's like, man, they prepared for me. So you're coming, oh, wow, I'm really accepted. I'm very important. It does something for you. Do you know God did the same thing for you? That's what he did. He put you in the local church where it pleased him for you to be. Gave you a seat. Gave you a spot that is just for you. And then to put the icing on the cake, he anointed a particular pastor for you. For you. 
for you. That's why one of the things that blessed my life, I learned the, the magnitude of the voice of my pastor. We were sharing last night, you remember in Psalm 23, in verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why would you not want? Why would you not want? Because the Lord is your shepherd. It's just that simple. It's not a trick question. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why would you not want? Because the Lord is your shepherd. But that same Lord has set up on the shepherds. Under him. So we could read that scripture this way, that the Lord has given me pastors so that I shall not want. Well, Pastor Rocky, is that in the Bible? Yeah. (laughs) Go with me. We stopped for a cup of tea earlier. Maybe we'll stop for a cup of coffee now. What do you say? Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 33. Glory be to God. Sorry, Jeremiah 3, verse 15. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo-hoo! <laughs> look, 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 look here. Jeremiah three fifteen. This is the Lord talking. It said, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart which shall feed you oh my gosh with knowledge and understanding okay let's get some while we're here let's get some donuts one second okay remember <laughs> huh? to go with the coffee right <laughs> Remember in 2 Peter chapter 1, okay, in 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 3, it says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Sometimes people get religious and they say, I don't know what pertains to life. I said, does money pertain to life? Yes. Does houses pertain to life? Yeah. Yes. How about vehicles? Yes. How about clothing? Yes. He said, he's given it to you. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, that same scripture says he's given it to us through the knowledge. Yes. Through the knowledge. Yes. So all things that pertain to life and godliness was delivered to you through knowledge. And then, oh, glory to God. <laughs> so, so, so when we read here in Jeremiah 3.15, that I will give you pastors according to my heart, which are feed you with knowledge of all things that pertain to life and godliness. Are you here? Somebody said, well, just in case. Because the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go with me. Look at chapter 23 of the same Jeremiah. 
Jeremiah 23. Look at verse 4. Glory to God. Jeremiah 23, look at verse 4. Okay, before we read this one, somebody get some sugar for that coffee. Back to, <laughs> back to Psalm 23, verse 1. It said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay, so remember that. So now we're going to read this. Jeremiah 23, look at verse 4. And I will set up shepherds, shepherds over them which shall feed them. Feed them with what knowledge? Of everything that pertains to life and godliness. What will be the result of that? Look here. And they shall fear no more. Who are they that shall fear no more? Those that are fed. Nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, says the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So how does he do this? He gives you a pastor. He gives you a pastor. So if you ignore the voice of the pastor, you ignore knowledge that is supposed to produce the very expectation that your life is calling for and that heaven is looking for. This is his system. I know you're smart. You can't change it. <laughs> Remember, to manifest what you already have, you do it by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. So, so, so this is where everything is. God gives you a pastor. He sets you in the local church to set you up for your expectation. Every time you leave from service, you ought to be going, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Because under the anointing, pastors are able to paint the picture of the realities of your redemption. So what's your job? Then you come with a hearing ear. Yes. I have come to see. I come to see. And you don't go to sleep. And you don't look around. You come, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. Why? Because what you see, you will expect. What you see, you will expect. What about if you're not there to see it? It tells you why people's lives are scattered. You, they can try to blame the government all they want. You're not under that. I mean, come on. You're a citizen of heaven. You can blame any, the economy on anything. That has nothing to do. If you're a child of God, your outcome is not tied to anything natural, but who you are in Christ. Remember in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus saw a great multitude. They were scattered. 
they were fainting. Gas prices were so high. <laughs> the shelves were empty. They had no direction. Nothing to eat. The last time they had something to eat was the last leftover. And the Bible said he, had, he, he saw them as sheep. Ooh. Having no shepherd. Do you see how important this is? He has me stop here. I've got so many things to tell you, but I, he has me park right here. And I know his voice, so I'm responding. So Jesus tied the people's experience to the fact that they don't have a shepherd. He said their lives were scattered, they were fainting, and he said they were as sheep having no shepherd. Remember, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He will set you on the shepherds to feed you with knowledge so that you no longer be dismayed, so, so that you will no longer be afraid, so that you will lack nothing. Same thing. The local church is not thing to play with. It is your place of greatness. Hallelujah. And then he told the disciples, pray to the Father. Think about it. He didn't even pray about their food, to give them food in that instance. He wasn't praying for God to bring them together. He said, God, send laborers. Again, it shows you the solution to the problem. Pray ye the Father that he will send forth laborers. What laborers? Shepherds. Shepherds. I mean, if the body of Christ understood this, every church that preaches the word will be packed. And you know why? The church doesn't understand it as a whole. There's not much spiritual activity. No spiritual development. And as a result, the natural life looks like the life of the world. Because to change the natural, it flows from the inside. You can't affect the natural with natural stuff. It has to be something greater than it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see why it's so vital. That you have a place. Yeah. And that you be in your place. Yeah, right. And you understand how God works. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Remember Paul the apostle said. I long to see your face. That I may perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Day and night praying that I may see your face. That I may perfect 
that which is lacking in your faith, yeah. which is lacking in your expectation, right. which is, yeah. which is yeah. what's holding yeah. your expectation yeah. from manifesting. Right. So many Christians think they have a money problem. They have a face problem. Yeah. Come on. They don't show their face in yeah. the local church. That's right. That's right. Amen. Or when they show their face, they don't understand the magnitude of it. Yeah. They think, oh, I'm here. Somebody said, hey, pastor, you know I've been coming. So? <laughs> What's that got to do with pastor I've been coming? You're not doing pastor a favor by coming. You are responding to the scripture that said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Oh, can we make that for a moment? This must be Sunday morning service. <laughs> Remember that scripture? It said, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. Notice that word assembling. It didn't say the throwing of yourselves together. That means there's a particular spot you fit. Yes. So you have to come with the mindset that what you do will cause the person next to you to be fitted accurately. Assembling. Assembling. Have you ever seen the jigsaw puzzle? You, yeah. you know, you throw it in there, they show you a picture of what it's supposed to look like. But each piece has to be in its place for you to get the accurate representation of the picture. What about if you took the piece that's supposed to be up there and put it down there? You will deny the sections up there what they're supposed to look like. What you do with your life affects the life of people where God connected you. It's not about you. <laughs> Remember the Bible says, it's no longer I that live it, but Christ who lives in me. Someone said, well, I don't like that. I'm going somewhere else. Wait a minute. I thought you were saved. I thought you were saved. To be saved means I don't own myself anymore. Because if you reclaim yourself, you have to reclaim the curse. Because you escaped the curse because you came into him. People don't understand this. You can't just pick and choose. How you respond to the word. Do you see what I'm saying? Are you listening? This is why people's lives are troubled. And they like the, dev the devil, of course. If you're a good devil, you do the same. Okay? The devil, of course, will point them towards something else. And say, that's the problem. Because he will never show them that this is the problem. It's always something else. It's always, we don't have enough job. We're not getting enough hours. We're this and this and this and that. It points them towards something else. And they don't see it. Wow. 
God has set you up for something marvelous. Don't play with your place. I've preached it this way some point. I think it must have been in Nigeria. I said, your place, your plate. <laughs> you know, in Nigeria, we talk about food. Well, I talk about food everywhere. <laughs> food is good. You know, when I come here, I mean, they feed me well. Oh, my gosh. Glory to God. So your place, your plate. You miss your place, you miss your plate. What does your plate represent? Your provision. Where things are served up to you. Notice when they say, pull up to the table, take your seat. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Remember in Psalm 23. It said, He has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So your enemies don't even count. He prepared the table, knowing they're there. What about if you're not at the table? See, that's what so many believers are missing. They're chasing the devil. I need somebody to help me do this. Just come and take your seat at the table. What is the table of the believer? It's in the local church. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. starts. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You see, the local church. How about, um, <laughs> it's so wonderful listening to broadcasts from the inside and trying to relate back to you. <laughs> let's say, you know, ladies, let's say you're a lady and you're pregnant, getting ready to give birth. And I mean, the labor is about to come on. And you're looking for, where is the closest hospital? Somebody said, oh, it's in the bushes. Take me to the bushes. You're like, please, get him. Something's wrong. The bush is not the place to give birth. You want a nice hospital, maternity home, where you can give birth comfortably. Do you know that the local church is the maternity center? Of your expectation. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You get in there, all the apparatus are already set in place. The anointing is already there to help you bring forth what's already inside. So you see somebody struggling with expectation? Say, come on, let me take you to the best maternity center. (laughs) Come on, come on, come on, come on. And you walk through those doors, and you come through, and the pastors stand up, and they start saying. Talking about the word. Ooh, ooh, I hear baby moving. Mm. 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 All of a sudden, 
things begin to come back alive. Because the one who put it inside of you is the same one that anointed them. And they will provide you care based on the same. So some days, maybe check up day. Say, okay, well, okay, move like this. Oh, pastor, it hurts. No, move like this, because you got to give that baby movement. You can't just sit at home, you know. Make that move. Oh, but it hurts, pastor. Well, if we don't do it, there won't be things. So you're going to hear a word that will make you uncomfortable. That's a good church. Amen. <laughs> you don't want to be in a place where everything, oh, is where we, I know things are bad right now. But what can you do? That is not the church of the living Christ. Because the church of the living Christ obeys the word of the living Christ, which says, I can do all things. You don't need a church that will feel sorry for you. Oh, I know. Let's sit down and just have a bowl of soup first. (laughs) You need the voice that says, hey, you you, you better stop that. No. No. That's unlike you. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. Yeah. yeah. It hurts so good. Thank you. <laughs> you see, so many people don't have expectation because they fail to recognize what I'm telling you. I mean, I ask people all the time. You drive, right? And I say, do you have a problem turning your steering wheel? When you see a car coming towards you? No. When you have a, do you have a problem turning away from a ditch? No. Do you have a problem like straightening your wheel so that it stays in your lane? No. No. Come on. I, I said, you don't have a problem with that? They said, no. I said, you have arrived. I said, well, why would you have a problem when you come to church and pastor tries to straighten the driving wheel of your expectation? But I just don't like the way they said it. What about if your steering wheel jumped out? I don't like the way you turned me. You'd be calling 911. <laughs> you see what I mean? People just don't think through some of these things. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, see, that's all they're trying to do. Keep you on the victory lane. Keep you on the expectation world. See, this is why spiritual development is a big deal. Yes, it is. 
People who don't develop spiritually are hard to teach. Because each time you bring something, they act like a child. Just sits, Johnny sits the We want to go play, we're going to go play. Johnny, we have a mission. That's why it's important. You see, spiritual development is your defense against the tactics of the devil. You remember the Bible talks about, I think it's in Hebrews, when you ought to be teachers, you're acting like children, right. needing that somebody right. will teach you. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, my, my, my. okay. How about in Ephesians chapter 4? Yeah. Part of the, ooh, glory to God. <laughs> part of the office of the pastor is to keep you from being thrown up and down. Yeah. Amen. It's to protect you. It says, you know, he will teach you, develop you, share the word to keep you from being thrown up, tossed and fro by winds of doctrines. Winds of doctrines. Winds, doctrines are not just heard in church. You can hear it on the street. You can hear it at your job. Are you, are you, or the television. The news media. All it's intending to do is toss you up, toss you down. But if you're sitting under a pastor, anointed, it will develop you. It will develop you. I am so thankful for my pastors because they fed me the truth. They didn't feel sorry for me. They demanded that I grow. Oh my gosh. Amen. That's why they are so dear to my heart. And my wife's. I mean, it's just wow. The voices of the shepherds will keep you from being tossed. But you watch people. It's so sad. You watch people. Here they go again. They show up for a season. And they take off. I'm telling you. This will help you. If you settle in. You know why the devil is so afraid? Of you taking your place in the local church. Because revelation knowledge will come to you. Revelation knowledge brings you up. Where you can see what the natural man can see. As long as you stay in the natural man, he can whoop you. I mean, just because that's what he does. But revelation knowledge causes you to see. What God has for you. Remember uh, Elisha. Elisha was a prophet. And he was telling the king of Israel. You know the the king was surrounded by three enemy armies. And the prophet would tell the king. What these other enemies are planning in their chamber that they haven't shared with anybody. 
So he will share with the king, and the king will prepare and set it up. So this how the king got so mad. He's like, who is betraying me here? So he decided to take a whole army to go after one man. One man. So here's Elisha. The servant Gehazi gets up in the morning. He's stretching. He hadn't had his coffee yet. And he looked at like, oh my gosh. We're surrounded by the enemy army. They've come for that man. They say, sir, alas, alas, they've come for us. We're surrounded. We're surrounded. He's panicking because of what's happening on the outside. Elisha instantly said, they that are with us are more than they. Gehazi looked and said, me, you, and they, what are you talking about? And then Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes. Someone said, which eyes? It's his eyes that, that what he saw is what's troubling him. But the Bible says when the Lord opens, opened his eyes, he saw that the mountain was filled with chariots of fire. So there are two kinds of seeing, two kinds of eyes. Your spiritual eyes, your real eyes, and the eyes of the senses. What you hear in the local church is like what happened to Gehazi when the eyes of his spirit was opened and he saw the mountains surrounded with chariots of fire and he relaxed. His expectation boom, grew bigger. We can take him out. Woo! We can take him out. Glory to God. It's like walking down the street and they say, do you know the gas prices are this much now? You know this? Oh, we're taken care of. <gasps> we're taken care of. Why? You, you must have been to church that preaches revelation knowledge. Because all of a sudden you're sitting here listening. Wait a minute. God has a supply for my life. His word created all those things. And that word put inside of me everything that I need. And he gave me pastors that when they open their mouth, light shines on the inside. I get light. I get light. And when you see, glory to God. Light takes you up. It takes you up. I remember in my days of chemistry study and doing research, we talk about electrons and things being in different energy levels. So you want one to go from lower energy level to a higher energy level, you apply light to them, heat to them. It excites them. It takes them up there. You see, God talks to me like that because he knows I can relate to that. I can, I say, yeah, I've done some of those reactions. He said, that's what the world will do to you. It will get you to a place of your productivity. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Praise God. Are you getting help today? 
glory to God. Anybody in here? Somebody in here has had some lungs issue. Your lungs? Your lungs? Lungs bothering you? Something that has to do with your lungs. Are you here? Anybody? Okay. Okay. Yeah, stand to your feet. You'll receive healing right now. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Okay. This, he said, long something to do with your long. And if that's you, you'll receive healing right now. We have ministering spirits that are here. Amen. In the name of Jesus, be thou made whole. Longs, I say to you, come alive like you're supposed to function. Every scar tissues I speak to you melt away and function right. Reeves, I say to you, be made whole, strengthened, and healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. You see, you don't get this anywhere else. You don't get this at Walmart. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the local church is a place of safety for the believer. You know, we sing that song. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They are safe. <laughs> the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They are safe. You see, when you come into the local church where the name of the Lord is called yeah. upon, yeah. that's your place of safety. Okay, devil, you take your hands off of that one. Yeah. All those harassing thoughts of what you will lose, what you could lose, how it will drag on, I speak to it right now. By the authority of the name of Jesus. You take your hands off. In Jesus name. They are in their place of safety. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Your goal should always be, am I in my there? Every believer has a there. I'm still talking about the local church. For things to get to you, you have to be in your there. Not just being your there, but be responsive in your there. Because you can be in your there and nobody knows you're there. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Hmm? You see, <laughs> uh, this will. See, some people come to church and their mindset is I've come so God will fix my life. I've come. So God will fix my life. Well, when he puts you into Christ, yeah. Yeah. 
He fixed your life. The local church is where you learn how to cooperate with what he did. So once you come in, it's no longer, oh God, oh God, oh God. You just relax. You have arrived. Just relax. Go. So what do I do now, Lord? Just respond to every word you hear. Respond to every word you hear. Show yourself present. How do you show yourself present? Have something to offer. Have something to offer. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. You see, you're not just, you see, you're not a beggar trying to get something. Because you are in Christ, your life has been settled. Rescued. The local church is your place of training. What kind of training? Training to reign. You don't train to reign acting like, "Eh, no. (laughs) You train to reign by doing things that people who reign will do. And one of the biggest marks of those who rule and reign is that they serve. Remember Jesus said, he that will be the greatest among you. Remember the disciples, they were debating. Well, I'm the next. I am the next. You know, I am the next. I've been, I've been coming for 20 years, you know. I was there when the church was started. When they, I was there, you know, they were all debating and all that. And Jesus said, he that will be the greatest among you will be the one that serves. Because it is through your serving that you manifest the Christ in you. And the Christ in you, when manifested, it inspires the one next to you. And it causes them to manifest the Christ in them. Building the local church strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. I see that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody in here have issues with your children. It has to do with some legal issue with the government. Are you here? Just wave at me. We can help. Take authority over that. And return that. Return that. It's been lingering for too long. But help is here. Anybody before we take authority? Father, in the name of Jesus, I release angels to go now. In Jesus' name, retrieve, retrieve, retrieve in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is a demonstration to you. Of the importance of the local church. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Amen. Look, look at that. Taking care of his people. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
This is, this is God just coming on the scene saying, hey, listen, y'all. He's talking because I'm telling him. <laughs> Jesus said, you know, if you don't believe me, just believe me for the walk's sake. That to confirm the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Wow. This was only one point in my <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see, this is what happens in, in the local churches where you get that picture shown to you. Sure. You know, back in the day when they used to develop films, I know some of you young kids are like, what's that? When they used to develop film. Yeah. It matters where you develop your film. Yes. Because the quality varies yeah. from place to place. You don't want somebody who borrowed somebody's tools and they don't know how to use it very well. You want somebody whose tool belong to them. They're trained on it. They know how to use it. We have so many places that people rush to that are using borrowed tools. They copied it from someone. Copied it from somebody. And people rush to them looking for help. And they're giving them pictures that are not clear. Pictures that will not make mention of their seat at the table. Be careful who you're listening to. There are lots of preachers that I wouldn't listen to. Are you listening to me? Be careful who you're listening to. You're, you are safe here. Any preacher that does not emphasize the local church, you shouldn't be listening to. Are you listening? Because the local church is Jesus set up to take care of his people. Are you listening? If you follow some people, they give you pictures that are so twisted, pull you out of the local church, you become a follower. You got to watch all this online stuff. We thank God for social media. But that doesn't take away of the local church. Get in the hospital and call social media to come pray for you. See how, see how that goes. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's just some of those things are wonderful, but you got to watch it. Any voice that does not direct you to the local church will end up straying you, causing you to go astray. Why? Because you're not at your place of safety. That's right. That's right. Are you listening? Amen. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> ah. You remember in Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, I know so many of God's people that have degrees that their lives are being messed up. So it must not be that kind of knowledge that he's talking about. <laughs> so what kind of knowledge is he talking about? Revelation knowledge. No, revelation knowledge that comes to your spirit. Revelation knowledge. Do you know? Revelation knowledge, what it will do to you, it will flash on your spirit. And all of a sudden, you see. Flash, you see. It will show you things that are there already. It just flashed. Woo! And when that happens, I don't care who it is, how many there are, you can't be stopped. Why? Because you have revelation. Let me see if I can find a way the Lord said, said it to me. Oh, my, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, revelation knowledge. When it comes to you, it empowers you to seize control, take control of your soul. And your body. Those are the two that keep people from experiencing their expectations. Because your spirit man already has it. The enemy can influence those two arenas. But revelation knowledge allows you to take control of them. It takes the sovereignty, if we could say it this way, it takes the sovereignty out of your soul and body and returns it back to your spirit. Why? Because your spirit man functions through revelation knowledge. So how do you get revelation knowledge? Number one, be in the local church. Be in the local church. If you go to a church that doesn't teach the word, you'll not get revelation knowledge. And you won't walk in what's yours. Because what, what God has made yours is revealed by revelation knowledge. 
What's revelation knowledge? Revelation knowledge comes from the word. It comes from the word. It's not like you're going to go woo-woo. Oh, God, revelation. Give me revelation. Huh? It's going to come from the word. Because the word has everything that God has done. The word has it. Everything that God will ever do in your life, he's already done. How did he do it? He spoke it. He spoke it. He spoke it. It just has to be revealed to you. Remember, <laughs> in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 9, if we start reading from verse 9, it says, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things. I always stop there. Things. I'm so glad he said things. I like things, don't you? Yes. The things. Uh -huh. Woo! Things which God had prepared for his people. Oh, I commend, devil, take your hands off of that. There's payments due to you, Mama Sarah. It's lingering. So I commend you, Satan, take your hands off of it. It comes quickly. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Does that mean anything to you? You will see it. Just give it a little time. You'll see it come. It's like, wow. Glory to God. It's going through right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. So back to where it was, right? It says, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God had prepared, prepared, some translation prepared and keeps ready. Hallelujah. Prepared and keeps ready. So that upon you receive, you're like, oh yeah, this is it's not something you have to wait for or delay anymore. Prepared and keeps ready for those who love him. Okay? But he goes on to say, but he hath revealed them to us by his spirit. By his spirit. So to expect what God is expecting for your life, you have to learn to look for revelation knowledge. Okay? How do you know what God has prepared for you? It's in the word. It's written. It's recorded. So you will know. Okay? So this, you see, the beautiful thing, that's, I, I am amazed at God every time. See, what I'm preaching to you now, I've preached in so many places in different ways, but it's always different. Because he knows where each congregation is. He knows what to emphasize. And you, I'm so thankful for him because he completely pulled me off of, you know, the other one I was going to go. So I'm here because this must be what you need right now. Amen. I, I walk with him. Amen. Praise God. So, so, so the revelation comes as the word is shared. And God will put you in the body where he's already set up and anointed a man and a woman to minister to you, to bring a revelation to you based on where you're at. 
and based on the plan that he has for your life. Revelation knowledge fuels the plan of God. Because the plan of God is set. You need revelation of it. So he will take you from where you are and begin to show you. Show you a little bit. Show you a little bit. Show you a little bit. Why is it that people struggle with revelation knowledge? One of the reasons is because they don't do anything with the first one that came. If you suspend revelation, it will stop flowing. Remember, in thy light, we see light. Okay. Walk in the light as he is in the light. And we'll have fellowship one with another. 1 John 5, 7. Walk in the light as he, Jesus, is in the light. And we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Okay? So my point is, do something with what you heard. Each time you come, you treat whatever pastor says as the revelation you need for that time. Your head may not get it. It may not be real to you at the first hearing. That's why it says faith comes by hearing. Not heard. Not hearing. Hearing means a continual. A continual thing. Well, you're not in church 24-7, but you've heard the word. So you can take the word with you and play it back to yourself. This is one way you could do it. You take that word and you begin to speak it to yourself. What are you doing? Nobody, I mean, you don't trust anybody like you trust yourself. Your life will move at the sound of your voice quicker than anybody else's sound. So you take that word and you're speaking it back to yourself. Instead of just the pastor speaking it all the time, you take it and you're speaking it to yourself. Why are you doing that? You want a spark. <laughs> The Bible calls it meditation. Meditation is muttering the word to yourself, speaking it back to yourself. You can even play it on a slow pace. Like sometimes you say, my God says, how many is Okay, okay, slow down. My God. Mm, mm. My God. If you're like me, sometimes I walk up this way and I walk back. My God. And I go, I, I, I come back. Shout. Shout. I go, shout. That is the strongest word yes. to use yes. 
shall. So I'm, I'm going slowly. I remember years ago when our oldest son was little, we were, I went to the school Thanksgiving uh, dinner. So we're sitting down at lunch eating, and they had this pumpkin pie. <laughs> that they were, <laughs> that they were we, so we tasted it, you go, mmm, wow. And, and he said to me, Daddy, is this the kind you eat slowly? <laughs> I said, yes! <laughs> because prior to that, he had heard a preacher uh, come one time that said they give you this dessert that you eat slowly so you can get every taste of it. Just don't let it, don't just no, no, just slowly, just have that taste settle on your taste buds. Mm. 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 Okay. That's what you do with the word. You go at slow pace. Let it just, mm, mm, wow, my God. Okay, now, now, okay. Who gives revelation? Who reveals it to you? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit reveals it to you. Okay, reveals it to you. But you can... You can get him going yes. by doing justice. Sometimes you will begin to say, my God, my God. And the spirit would, would chime in and say, the one who parted the Red Sea, the one who made the way out of nowhere, the one that made Jesus, hallelujah. He will start to, what, what is he doing? He's giving you a picture yeah. of this your God. Yeah. <laughs> That's called meditation. You, you're just a, my God. My God. You see, apart from the word, the Holy Spirit has nothing to give you revelation based on. Remember what Jesus said. He said, he will not speak of himself or by himself. He would only share with you what he hears. He will take of mine and shall show it unto you, disclose it unto you. So, back to that illustration. So you're going, my God, my God. And he'll chime in and say, the one who parted the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, you're seeing yes. a picture of two, yes. three million Israelites at the front of a Red Sea right. with no way to go. The enemy's behind them, and this God suddenly. Why is he doing that to you? He's telling you the yes. kind of God yes. you have. Yes. <laughs> so when you say, my God, uh -huh. your view of him is not limited to small things. Right. Your view of it is he can do anything. Yes. If he can get them through that Red Sea, yes. he can yes. get you out. Yes. 
sometimes you'll be doing that. You say, and my God, my God, this is, you know, you're just going slow pace. On purpose. On purpose. You don't feel anything, no feeling, no goosebumps. Nothing, just on purpose. You are just on purpose responding. Because you've been taught yeah. that that's your way of escape. Amen. Are you listening? Yeah. So you're just going through that. My God. My God. And while he's just giving you more things about what this God can do. Sometimes he will say to you. And he did that and those people were not even born again yet. But you are. But you are. (laughs) And then he comes back to the same. What? You're still on one scripture. Just one scripture. Just one. Just one phrase. My God. You see how revelation knowledge works? My God. So you're back to it. My God. And then he'll chime in again. That's revelation. Uh-huh. Because they weren't born again, God talked to them from outside. But you're born again. This my God is in you. All of a sudden, your countenance changes. What used to terrify you, you're about to terrify now. What used to make you to hesitate? Now you're walking towards to. Revelation. 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 It begins with being in your place. And the word that is shared becomes (laughs) your platform. For greater revelation. The word. Because remember, everything about your life is already said. It's packaged in the word. It's been spoken before the foundation of the word. It just has to be revealed to you. It just has to be revealed to you. And he gave you a system. Sit in the local church where you have your own seat. With the best view. People who don't have a local church, they try to watch through the fence. But if you like some games, you know, I really don't, but I talk about it like I do. But you see, if you watch some games, there's some games you like to have a close view. One thing we used to do when we were little, you know, in Nigeria, it was soccer. You don't go to the stadium and sit in front of excited fans. (laughs) You know what? Because your back is about to get a kick. Because when a good striker takes the ball to the... uh, 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 Penalty square, you know, to the 18, about to score. They're going to score it for him. Whether he realizes it or not, and just kick the ball, just kick the ball. And you're sitting there, ow, ow. 
Hallelujah. So you want to be in your seat. Woo! Woo! There's some things I don't want to be told by people what was said. I want to hear it for myself. That's why you need to be where you're supposed to be. Because, you see, being where you're supposed to be, you will have direct contact with God. Things will be clear to you. But if you're not where you're supposed to be, you will, you will be the audience of those ten spies who didn't give the two million people the correct report. They saw everything that the two saw. It was 12 spies that were sent. Wow, look at that. 12 spies that were sent. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> 12 spies that were sent. The Bible says that 10 of them came back with evil report. The 10 saw what the other two saw. So it must not have been what was there. We know what it was because they told us, they said, we saw ourselves. As grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. So the image they had of themselves. Tainted their report. And two million followed them. Think about that. That's why it's important. That you're in your place. So you hear for yourself. Hear for yourself. You are in talking terms with God. When your pastor stands to talk, that's God talking to you. Because the same voice that's in that word is the same voice that speaks in your spirit. The same Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh, praise God. <laughs> I didn't even get into the other things. But this is why. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> <laughs> it's green. The light's green. Huh? The light. <laughs> Hallelujah! Woo! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! Glory to Jesus! Amen! Glory to God! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, <laughs> we have one more service today. So I believe this will be a good stopping point for now, and then we'll pick up tonight. If I were you, I wouldn't miss up. I wouldn't miss tonight. Because I'm going to let Tom out of the bag tonight. <laughs> Amen. And we'll lay hands on people for healing tonight. Amen. This is how God just directed me to minister to you for this morning. Come tonight. We'll, we'll see what all He wants to do. Amen. But I'm excited. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, praise God. All right. Glory to God. We'll do that before I let you go. I want to lay hands quickly on the helpers. If you serve in the helps ministry, come up quickly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you all ready? Glory to God. Okay. I'm going to lay hands on you, impart into you something marvelous that will take you even higher. Amen. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, Father. Bless my brother. Yes. You obeyed now. More comes. More comes. More comes. More comes. But don't ever let it be distraction. You've done well, but more comes. Go further in Jesus' name. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it. Blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for clarity. Blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for going all the way. Blessed in Jesus' name. Mm. Stir back back up your excitement. God said, ask you, what happened to your excitement? Stir it back up. Because it was doing marvelous things that your eyes didn't see. So start back up. Praise God. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in Jesus' name. Joints, you function well. Joints, you function well. Joints, you function well. In the name of Jesus. Did you need it then? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Come back up. Come back up. Come, come, come back up. You are capable. You are capable. The Lord said to say that to you three times. You are capable. And don't you ever forget it. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in Jesus' name. Mother, be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in the name of Jesus. No more struggle. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. (laughs) That opportunity is going to come back around to you. 
Brother Ian, that opportunity is going to come back around. This time, move quicker. Blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Another level in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. You're going to come into a room that's filled with words. Speak them as they come and they will expand. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Tony, I see angels straightening down some things for you. Walking on some things. It's, they've lingered for a while. They just they just straighten them out. Just, 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 just straighten them out, straighten them out, straighten them out. You were wondering, would that go for long? No. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Blessed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Is that it? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed in the name of Jesus is not for you. It's not just for you. See all that he did it for. It's not just for you. See all that he did it for. Yeah, a time will come. You will have your own businesses. Yeah. A time will come. I see that. It'll come. It'll come. Just one step at a time. <laughs> Write it all out. Write it all out. Does that make sense to you? I'm just speaking by the Spirit. Just write it all out and hold it before the Lord. And he'll give you all the paths and connections to get to it. Praise God. It'll be good and it'll help. It will, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Complete. Yes, complete. That should be complete. That should be complete. That should be complete. We thank you for it. And now you move on into greater one. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. God's going to open a door for you. God's going to open a door for you. Amen. Blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. What do you do? I work at bakery. A bakery. I see. I see some small children around you. Do you have children? I do. Oh. I have a few. 
oh, I see some children around you. I, I almost started to say, do you uh, uh, run a children's program? There are very beautiful children around you. Yes, but I have four kids. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, God's got great things in store. God's got great things in store. Just keep following him. Keep showing up. Keep making adjustments. There was something that happened. It almost threw you off track. But God is restoring that. So be glad. Amen. Amen. You're in the right place. It pays to be in the right place. Isn't it? Praise God. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. What about him, you say? What about him? Is he here? He's at work. God's going to open a door for him. He's a good God. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Run, 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 run. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Because of you, there will be some clearing out in that place. Some clearing out. Some clearing out. Some things exposed and some clearing out. Because you're there. Because you're there. Because you are here. <laughs> That's why you're there. Blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Father. Your healing power flows. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for greater capacity. <laughs> Greater capacity. Those who ran from you will come to you for counsel. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. It shall all come to pass. Glory to God. Yeah. Brother Jesse, I hear prayer of agreement. Prayer of agreement. Each time you pray it, things pop quicker. So do it more. First Abbey. Come up here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Each time you do it, things pop up that are supposed to pop up at the time. They are supposed to pop up. So instead of questioning, you just do it. It's the privilege that God has given you. Oh, yeah, I see. There's something that will, uh, yeah, it will, <clears throat> it will sort of like, what I call it, restructure. It will be rearrangement. Rearrangement. And it will affect the girls greatly. Thank you, Father. We receive that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Does that make sense to you? Because okay. in my mind, I don't know anything. I'm just yielding to the voice of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. It shall all come to pass. It shall all come to pass. <laughs> It shall all come to pass. Amen. 
Praise God, praise God. Well, that's my message to you for this morning. Come back tonight and we're going to have another great time. Amen. Glory to God. Pastor, thank you. Well, we're blessed, aren't we? <laughs> wow, that was good. <laughs> um, I'm going to be really quick. I'm going to try anyway, <laughs> um, because we got way too much. We don't need any more, really. But uh, we are so blessed to be in this church with this pastor at this time in this era, wherever you are. This is it right here. Um, I was reading Isaiah 29. I'll just real quick. Um, whom shall be taught knowledge and who shall be made to understand doctrine? Those that are weaned from the milk and drawn away from the bottle. For they must have line upon line and precept upon precept built upon it to gain maturity. It was so good that we are just in a place where we have had line upon line built upon us so that we were ready for this moment today because we have had our imagination stretched here today. And it has been such a blessing. Um, I read this, I saw this thing really quick, and it said, a mind once stretched by a new idea should never return to the old dimension. It, that is imagination. <laughs> when you've had your imagination stretched to something new, it should not return to the old. And we are blessed today to have had our imagination stretched to a new level, a new expectation. Something new is happening here, and you need to get persuaded that God is doing it. <laughs> um, and we're blessed to have this opportunity to seed into uh, Pastor Ike and um, his ministry and where he goes and what he does. And he is going places and stretching people. <laughs> and we get an opportunity to join with that today. So um, today um, is your opportunity to stretch your expectation. And part of that is giving into um, the, his ministry. And so we're going to um, pass out the envelopes. I'm not going to take any more time, but just don't let your imagination go back to where it was before today. Um, this is your opportunity to um, stretch yourself. So um, it was so good that unlimited expectation um, is just, it's wow. <laughs> that was really good today. So um, I'm going to pray over the offering and you guys can pick it up. Father God, we just thank you and praise you that you are more than enough and you provide all things for everything that you intended for us to do. And we just thank you, Father God, that this will be a supply for Ike as he goes and that we'll be the ones who get to provide it for him, Father God. And we just thank you and praise you that you bless it and you bless him and you bless the people that get to receive him. In Jesus' name, amen.